Welcome to Quick Tip Tuesday of the All in the Homeschool Day podcast. On this bonus episode, I want to share with you something that has been so helpful in our home. We talked on the podcast on episode 100 yesterday about what do we do when we have too many things to do? Well, on that episode, I gave you three things, three steps that you can take to have calmer days. And one of them is to do a brain dump. And when you do that, you're writing down everything you can think of that you need to do. And then I talked about using the eliminate, automate, delegate funnel. So think about what it is that you need to do and then decide if you can eliminate it, if you can automate it, or if you can delegate it. So on today's episode of this bonus episode, we're going to talk about what to do about delegating. There are times that we can delegate to someone else. We might hire out um, a chore or an activity that we need to have done. We might hire someone to mow the yard or we might hire someone to clean the house. But we can also delegate to our children. We need to not forget this important step. I always like to remember that back in previous times, children were expected to do a lot more than they do today. So I would always remind my children if they complained, well, Laura from Little House on the Prairie, she did a whole lot more than I'm even asking you to do. So today I want to tell you the four steps that I use to effectively delegate things to my children. The first step is that we need to explain how to do it. They, this is a new skill. They don't know how to do it. And so I need to walk through step by step what they need to do. Think of breaking it down way simpler than you need to do, especially if they're younger. If they're older, then you can um, take it a little bit higher level, but still you need to explain every little step because there's a lot of things that you do that you don't even realize that you're doing. If you take cooking, for example, you need to explain why you're doing each step. I found that as I am training my children to do something new, if I skip a step, I'll watch them and see that they are missing an important piece because it never occurred to them to do it. So explain how to do it and explain it in more detail than you think you need to. And then the second step is to demonstrate it and work through it together. So you're going to work alongside them. You're going to help them. Still let them do as much of it as possible. And you'll probably need to do this multiple times. You'll need to uh, demonstrate it and let them do a little bit. And then the next time, let them do a little bit more. But you're still working together. We're still working with them so that they are gaining skill. They're gaining confidence and proficiency and the ability to do this task. Then the third step is that they should do it on their own. And then I provide a quality control check. So a lot of times what I would have them do is do the task and then come tell me that they're finished and ready for me to check it. This might be things like uh, packing their suitcase or folding the towels or something with, uh, with cooking. They would initially take a stab at it. And then I would come provide pointers on what they might need to change, uh, what they might need to do differently. Or I might say, hey, that was a great job. You did awesome. 
I want to caution you not to criticize too much. They are not going to do it the same way that you are because they're different. They have their own systems. They'll, they'll figure out the way that it works for them. When I talk about a quality control check, I'm meaning more in the sense of did they do it correctly and did they do it to a minimum standard that you have set? So for example, when my children took over uh, the laundry for towels, a couple of times I would go check, they had thrown the towels into the cabinet which pretty much negates folding them in the first place. It was obvious they had folded them, but they were not put into the cabinet neatly. So I called them back in and had them refold the towels and put them in the cabinet correctly where they were neat and tidy. Now, they didn't fold the towels the same way that I folded them. I'm a kind of a control freak. I'm learning to let go. I like things done my way. I like things done... Uh, according to a certain order, but I'm having to let go of that order so that I can let them do it their own way and assume responsibility for the tasks. So I had to recognize that as long as the towels are folded and they are stacked neatly, doesn't matter how they're folded. Now, the fourth step is to let them do it on their own and to assume the consequences of their work. Now, that means good and bad. So if they do something incorrectly, then they have to deal with whatever comes as a result of that, whether it's um, it's additional fees because they didn't get something paid on time. Maybe they didn't complete their chores, so they don't get their allowance. If they didn't do their schoolwork, they don't get the grade or they lose some points on their grade. But it also means the good consequences. If they did a great job, congratulate them. Let them know how awesome it was. Um, Let them have, if they finish their work early, let them have some time to go play. That's what we do. We finish our work and then we go do something that we want to do. So allow them to experience the positive and negative effects of their work. And this means, I mentioned this already, but we have to let go of control. If they are going to do it on their own and on their own time, then we have to let them do it and not nag them and continually be on top of them and micromanage them. If we want to delegate, we do have to delegate. That's why I work through those four steps. It allows me to make sure they know how to do it, to watch that they are doing it correctly, and then I can have confidence to turn it over. It may not always be done right. It may not always be done on time, but they can accept the consequences of that because I know that they know how and that they are capable of doing it. So I hope that this quick tip has helped you as you are delegating to your children. If you're not sure what to delegate, I do have a resource that could be helpful for you. I'll leave a link in the description to the responsibilities and privileges list, and I explain all how we uh, use that, how I come up with those um, responsibilities and privileges for them. And it has been a huge help in our family. But even if you already know what you want to delegate to your children, um, use these four steps to help them walk through that process and to be able to assume that responsibility and help you out around the house. 
Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.